Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. It's easy to get lost in the latest true crime podcast. Or your favorite binge-worthy show. But what about your own story? That's the most important story of all. And therapy helps you write it. BetterHelp Therapy is 100% online and designed to be convenient and flexible enough to squeeze in between the next episode on your list. Get started today at BetterHelp.com slash pause for 10% off your first month. Jonathan Pierce. Terry Alderton. Do you like shoes, madam? And friends. <laughs> JP and T, the football friendly. Hello, everybody. Welcome, JP and T, the football friendly. Special guest coming up, one of my favourite people on planet Earth. But before we get to that, Mr. Terry Alderton, what have you been doing? Well, I tell you what's really worried. I've got to run this show today, so we could be in trouble. Oh my we God. could be in trouble. trouble. What have I been doing? Well, I've had, had quite a week, but we won't go into that because um, uh, it's it's all too personal, too sad. But um, yes, I, d- I did a little charity gig last night. Guess who I worked with last night? What a pleasure that was. I'll give you a clue. Was he gold? Was was he gold? Silver. Always believe in yourself. Yeah, Tony Adley. What a great man he was. Yeah, he's singing. He's still here. (laughs) He was was singing. He was singing. He was brilliant. And then I was on just before him, and uh, because I closed the first half, he obviously closed the show. And uh, I was doing a medley of. (laughs) 
of Spandau songs, but I was doing a, a sort of like a. But so I sound, sound like Joe Pasquale singing these songs, right? And everyone's really, really laughing, right? Because then I'm going, uh, so true, funny how it seems. You know, just taking a mick, right? It was funny at the time, trust me. But then there was these big laughs, and I'm thinking, so I literally was doing that comedy thing when you turn around looking the wings on the stage, thinking he's popping his head out. Didn't realise he was actually in the room in full sight of everybody. Oh, so no. I'm standing there going, so true, funny how it seems. And he's just sitting, standing there going, really? Really, mate? <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was absolutely lovely. And you, of course, were at the Mighty Palace, weren't you? I was. I, I, did, uh, PSG on, I did PSG on Friday. Oh, and, uh, yeah. If you haven't you seen it, stuff. get it on YouTube. The second um, Bappe goal. There's an unbelievable pass by Lionel Messi. Unbelievable pass. He plays a through ball by bending it round a defender. He's stunning, right? And then Saturday I did Palace against Everton where there were no stunning moments at all in 90 minutes. Uh, but it was gritty by Everton. And if they carry on like that, if they draw every game, I think they'll be all right. And uh, they're still in trouble, of course, now. But And then and then I went to Wembley yesterday with friends and had a, had a really good day out and... Um, and had a few on the way up and a few at Wembley. And There's always a few in your story, the isn't there? There's always a few. I'll tell you something, right? I was, I've said this so many times. I can't do the FA Cup until they don't do semi-finals. Yeah. At Wembley, I'm not coming back to the FA Cup. It's dead to me for now. Anyway, anyway. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you. Let's, let's move on to I'll, our guest. Because yes, what a, I was about I'll, to say, anyway, because I'm running the show. I'm driving this one today <laughs> because... Magic Paul Daniels isn't here, so so go on. Yes, bring bring this lovely. Oh, it's unbelievable what we have got here, isn't it? What? Yeah, what it is. go on, go on. Certainly go on. got the best giggle in in women's football. <laughs> I know that. And uh, star of a World Cup uh, fifteen in Canada, and she worked with me in the commentary position lots of times as well. And it's Laura Bassett, everybody. Laura, Hello, Laura. Bassett on the show, sixty-three caps. Imagine, wow, wow. How are, how you, are, how are you? How are you? All good, all good. And I mean, as fine as it is to look at you both, I can't stop looking at Terry's dog in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, do- the, dogs, the dogs are always in. And also, JP's got his dogs around his feet. I mean, look at us. Sad little middle-aged men with our little dogs. <laughs> comfort blankets, comfort. Mi- yeah, mincing around we are, little mincy. No, mine aren't with me. They're, down, they're downstairs in disgrace. Oh, they broke oh. through to the neighbour's garden. So they're, 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 yeah. <laughs> they got the old bang. Red card, you're gone. You're not part of JP and Team oh, Football Family this morning. Adulties, yeah. Anyway, listen, I came across Laura for the first time in Canada 2015 when I was doing the Lionesses for the BBC. You'd already played, hadn't you, in, in the World Cup 11. I think you came on uh, just for a minute or two, wasn't it, against Japan? Yeah. How things changed between 11 and 15, didn't they? Yeah, that's Imagine. right. And then also... In 2013, I played a little bit more in the Euros. Um, but yeah, you're right. Depending on tournament to tournament, how things change and your position in the squad and under different managers. Um, yeah, things do change over time. And what was it like? Because when also, we'll go on to this in more detail in a minute. But I'm interested, Terry, in, in the way that when, when Laura started, she's from, from the Midlands, right? And uh, but she, no. it was. I could it, never no, have told from that accent. You'll have to ask her what club she. You'll have to ask her in a minute what club she supports and what club she played for. Mm, uh, there's a difference okay. in there. Oh, I know. Anyway, she played for. I know she played for. Anyway, but when she was starting off, it was a. Remember Leeds, Laura, and they, and that was all going to be great, wasn't it? And 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 then it all folded around you. Around you. What? And and also knots when you played for knots a little bit later on, it folded around you as well. What different days they were. What was that all like? 
I know, yeah. I think there's a common denominator. Me, don't sign me for your club. It might be stable and sustainable. <laughs> we sound yeah. as bad as each other. <laughs> <laughs> I went into London's Burning, right? 14 years that ran, I went in it, and they've got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, both situations were very different. I think Leeds, Leeds, Carnegie, it was more the, with, um, the link with the university rather than the Leeds United Football Club. And I think at then, that time you had to put together a bid to go into the WSL and make sure that everything on the pitch and off the pitch was, was in-house and, you know, you had the right links and progression to move forward. And Leeds, Carnegie just didn't get accepted for the bid. Um, but at that time, Rick Passmore was the manager. He's now back at Leeds United, in case you didn't know, JP. Um, so that's kind of a full circle moment for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, the team was stacked, wasn't it? Sue Smith, Steph Horton, Carly Telford, to name a few off the top of me, um, Remy Allen, Jade Moore. Um, and then, yeah, we just all had to break away and go and... Because you want to play the top level in women's football, so you had to go and sign for clubs who were who their bids got accepted for the top league in women's football. So it was a real shame, um, but something that, you know, was out of players' control and certainly out of my control. And then, yeah, fast forward a few years later to Notts County. I think the writing had been on the wall for a long time. Um, and it was just real shame. I think, you know, things were going on behind the scenes. Again, Rick Passmore. I feel like me, him and you, Terry, are the... Are the <laughs> Bock. <laughs> um, I think Bock is the word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Were you being paid then? Were you being paid to play then? Yes, yeah, yeah. But, but not um, like they are now, not like that. Nothing no, like not, not like they are now. And again, what I mean, writing on the wall in terms of Notts County, I think payment got delayed a few times and that's never a good sign, is no, it, at no. a football club? But also something that women's football, we hadn't, really, we hadn't really experienced before. So it was a real tough moment. Again, I think Rick Passmore was hiding, not hiding a lot, but... Players don't need to know. So he was shouldering and, and putting a lot of weight and pressure and stress on his shoulders. Um, and yeah, and I think we started the season, we played a couple of FA Cup games. Um, and then, yeah, to find, we were, I think a week before the first league game of the season, we were told, got all, you know, brought into a meeting at, at, at the county ground and told that we had no jobs and the club was folding. So, yeah, that's why, you know, I am really passionate about... Um, you know, obviously, Kaz Khan is leading the government review. There's another review, isn't there, going ahead? Like, the future of women's football, it is certainly, you know, needs to be spoken about, needs to be mm -hmm. careful. Is there going to be a takeover by the Premier League? What's exactly going to happen? But we've progressed so far, but, you know, I wouldn't like to see anything like that happen again because certainly from a player's and staff point of view, it, it was awful. It was terrible. I'll tell you what, I'm looking at the uh, the table, and I do look at it. I'm not just doing it for the show. I'm always interested <laughs> in all kinds of football. Thank you. Uh, I'll tell you what always freaks me out about a certain website. We won't mention. Jonathan works for them. Uh, but uh, it's I'm looking at the Women's Super League table, right? Yeah. Why has it got to have Man United women, Man City women, Chelsea? I'm looking at the ladies' table. You don't have to put the word women after every team. What What is that about? Am I stupid or something? Do we have to have that? Or am I going crazy? <laughs> we know it's the ladies. I'm looking at the ladies' table. So when you when you uh, played at Notts County, tell me this. You played on the pitch, the actual, should we call it the men's pitch, the professional pitch, or whatever we should call it. I don't even know. But did you play on that? Uh, yeah, Meadow Lane. Yeah, yeah. Meadow Lane, correct. Uh, I played on that pitch once, and I swear <laughs> to you, that is the hardest ground. I mean, pitch as in like... I've ever played on in my life. I dived on that ground and I thought I would never walk again. 
What, is that when, they stopped, is that when they stop watering the pitch when, you know, there's... Cherry, when it all went, it all went belly up. No, it actually... When really they know not. there's not going to be professionals playing on it. Unbelievably, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring in, bring in the wallies, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but but when when the ladies started folding at County, was that, was that the whole... Was that exactly the same time as it was all going pear-shaped for, for the, the men's team as well? Or was that all at the... Forgive me for not knowing, but... No, I don't think so. No, no, I don't it think wasn't. So. It wasn't. No. I was going to say there would have been quite a combination for it all going wrong. Yeah, I think there had been talks of a takeover for for um, you know many months, and then there was with Alan Hardy. Um, but I think with takeovers, you never know, kind of as a as a women's section, how well yeah. you're going to be invested in. If you're going to be, you know, different different owners have different you know priorities, different outlooks on on sport and how they want their club to run. So you you are always on tender hooks, or we were certainly were back then. You know how well you're going to be funded, supported, and and included as part of the club. Well, that must that must change, and that has to change. You can't have that. That's not a fair situation to be in, is it? That that has to be that if you've got a if you're whoever you are, whatever team you are, if you've now got a ladies team, that has to you can't just have that in and out, Jonathan. No, surely you can't. No, oh, it's changing now. I mean, they, you know, one of the one of the one of the reasons you were talking about there about the league table and having like Arsenal women is that quite a few of them have now been rebranded as that as right. the years have gone Thank by. Thank you for but, answering uh, that but, and making an analogy. And it is getting it is getting a lot better. It is getting a lot better. I mean, um, Laura's partner Mark at the moment is manager of Manchester United, and you know, they they, they didn't have a team. They didn't have a team, uh, Terry, and uh, there's players who were who were at the academy there in Manchester. Um, Toon is one, Zellum is another. Um, they had to go away because there was, you know, they're good players. They went to Man City. Oh, right. They went to Man City, and then when the, when Manchester United under pressure, really from other really realizing what other clubs are doing, they formed their WSL team because the Glazers didn't want anything to do with it initially. Right, right, right. And then and then they so they 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 were formed fairly late. And Casey Stoney was the manager at the first when they first formed. She used to play with Laura for England. And then they've gone from strength to strength. But they they are oh, improving. Yeah, it's, all, table, it's, all, it's all getting it's all getting a lot it's all getting a lot more professional now, Laura, isn't it? And the tie up with the senior men's clubs are getting better. Yes, I think so. I think it's certainly, you know, the, the voices, the representation are certainly in the important meetings. Um, I think a lot of clubs, you know, they certainly want to talk about a one club ethos and mentality. Um, mm-hmm. And now it's the actions behind that, isn't it? Um, so, but I think certainly, you know, there's definitely people in the in the rooms having the right conversations, pushing and demanding more. Um, you know, I think we've spoken for years, JP, haven't we, about Emma Hayes, you know, and certainly having played under Emma Hayes, She's knocking at that door, you know, demanding for more, wanting more. And she might get knocked back 10 times, but it's that, you know, hopefully there's other people around Emma Hayes. So she personally doesn't have to have to do it every single time. But it's about keep demanding, keep asking, keep asking, being that pest. And you never know on that 11th time, they might turn around and say, yes, and here's the investment. Here's exactly what you need. Yeah, but look, so also look at Emma. She's doing a lot better than the men's team. Oh, I, I, I know, tell you, it's a line about Emma, right? It's a line. Sorry, sorry, Chelsea. By the way, we're talking about. about yeah, anyone. but I was, I was watching. Um, I want to. Uh, I want. I'll go into this in a little bit more detail in a minute. But I was, uh, I was going back and uh, trying to find my commentary of the game against Japan in World Cup 15 when poor old Laura. We'll go through this in a minute. Scored, hmm. uh, deflected a shot. 
and they, and they went out very late on, right? It was heartbreaking. And, and it's my the commentary, most famous. My commentary, my commentary was, Look yeah. at Laura, she's smiling, right? You can't my see commentary was, My commentary was, oh, no, oh, poor Laura, someone go and console her. Oh, what, you know, there's this dreadful moment for her and all this sort of stuff. I'm, I was with Sue Smith. Both of us were crying in the commentary position, oh. literally. And I was watching today, and the World Feed one had Emma as the co-commentator, right? I think, I'm pretty sure it's her voice. And the commentator goes, oh, Lord, oh no, Lord, oh, gosh, oh, how unfortunate, terrible. And Emma goes, oh, this is terribly unlucky. If I have to be critical, mind, I'd have to say Laura didn't get into position quickly enough. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that just like her? Yeah. Isn't that just like her, though? You'll have to quiz her on it. I'm pretty okay. sure it's her voice. But um, it's not just, if it is, it's just yeah. like her, isn't it? She's such a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. But, uh, you know, I'd challenge her. She hadn't run round for 89 minutes, had she, in the <laughs> heat of the I'm only joking. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You can always look at that side, can't you? But it's exactly what, you know, she's about and her personality and what keeps driving her forward, doesn't it? Let's, let's go WSL in a minute. Let's go back to Canada, though, because, Terry... They played against. They played in a place called Moncton. I've mentioned it before on the podcast. It has this, especially. It's supposed to have this tidal wave that comes up the river right once a day. It's about. It's about a foot <laughs> high, right? And people surf it. It's ridiculous. The river's brown mud. It's, don't go with it as a tourist attraction. That's all I can say about Moncton. But one of the worst. One of the worst misses by a referee was in this game. They played France, who were sort of red hot favourites for the tournament. There's a woman called Camille Abelly. What a good player. What a terrible thing she did to Laura Bassett that left Laura with an absolute shiner for the rest of the tournament. Yeah. Why didn't she get sent off? Exactly. You know, she's now assistant, isn't she, at Leon to uh, Sonia Bombastor. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping track of her. I'll get my own back someday. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. No, but it's actually really interesting because um, my mom's got, you know, everyone looks at mobile phones. My daughter's four years old and she loves looking at videos of Christmas and things, and photos. And my mom, mm. for some reason, has got that photo of me with a big black eye. Yes. And my daughter sees it. And I went to play, because I don't play football much anymore, but I went to play a charity gig. I was telling Sadie about it. She was like, are you going to come back with a big black eye? I'm, I'm, I'm sure she associates football with just getting knocked about and bruised, which pretty much was what, what it was about. But yeah, you're right. I don't know. Maybe now VAR, if we had that in tournaments, it would be a completely different outlook, wouldn't it? And an ending to the game. But yeah. It was a great atmosphere over there. A wonderful World Cup, one of my favourites. And um, all across Canada. And it was a growing feeling. They beat Mexico in the next game. Uh, and and this, this explosive new character in the English game called Fran Kirby came about. Mark Sampson was saying that she could be... Uh, I think he maybe built her up. I had a lot of time for Mark. I really did. And I still do. And uh, what happened to him, I think, was awful for the game all round. But um, what, Fran what Kirby... Happened? What happened to him then? Well, he, 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 was, he lost his job and it was all sorts of stories about racism and this sort of stuff. And oh, I don't know. I don't, what was your take on that, Laura? Actually? Yeah, what was, was your take he, on I, that? I thought he was he was brilliant for England in that World Cup. Yeah, I think yeah, he, he certainly in terms of the progressing for the for the team. I felt like, especially in that tournament, um, we were prepared. Like in terms of Hope Pal prepared us very well in our roles and responsibility in game. But I feel like Mark and and they hired a company called Lane Four, and Adam Streeter was a big part of who we were, our identity. And I felt like, we, one, we had a bigger purpose to inspire everyone and girls to get into football. But also I felt like we really clued into controlling momentum. How were we going to do that? So when you can't hear each other in the quarterfinal and uh, against Canada, 
how will we, if we didn't have the ball for the, you know, for five, 10 minutes, how were we going to get it back? So it was more about, you know, seeing and feeling communication, get Jade more to get round, you know, and we'd have cues like, Jade, you've got to make five tackles in the next 10 minutes. You know, Farah, you've got to get on the ball and start making short, short passes. So I feel like Mark and Adam work very closely on, you know, we talk about, don't we, control and momentum in football, but it was like, what are we going to do on the pitch? You know, we see it now in the women's game, every single game, tacticals, goalkeeping's going down. Mark Sampson, if you look back in 2015, KB, Sayo, whoever it was, we were doing that back in 2015 and, and still now in 2023. It's not really a part of the men's game, I'd say, but in the women's game, it's a, a way to control momentum, get your tactics, get your communications from the sideline. So I feel like that side, we really tapped into it and that was a big part down to Mark Sampson and, and Adam Streeter and, and how we, I don't know, we, we just had a lot of responsibility and we took care of what we needed to and we knew how to solve a lot of problems. That happened yesterday in the Arsenal game, didn't it? He brought them in, didn't he? Old, um, what's his name? The uh, Ukrainian kid. He brought them in, didn't he? Uh, on Saturday, sorry. Did you see that? When they, yeah, Zinchenko. He suddenly went, right, everybody in, come here. Yeah, what I mean is that, like, in terms of, like, the goalkeeper goes down, because the goalkeeper, when the physios come on, you know, she doesn't have, they don't have to go off because it's the goalkeeper. Yes, if an right. outfield player came on yeah. and got treated, they'd have to go yeah, off. So okay. um, it's a way just to break up. Oh, sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. I get it. And he sneaky, was, like it. You heard that here first. Yes. <laughs> they were, it was also, um, it was throwback for me with a relationship with an England manager in that I would meet Mark on the eve of the game or a couple of days before the game and he'd give me the team. And um, and so I knew probably around about the same time or maybe before the girls knew the team. And um, he'd talk to, through tactics and also he'd say, you know, there's a, there's a symbiotic relationship. I would say to him, is there anything you want me to put in the commentary um, that would help you? And he would he would he would say certain things. Um, you know, he would say things like, uh, "Yeah, get Laura Bassett to clump Camille Abelie next time." <laughs> but, um, th- that game in Vancouver against Canada was one of the most outstanding games I've I've commentated on because it was it's their backyard, Terry. Mm. They were they they had a girl called. Um, Christine Sinclair, who played by then about a thousand matches for Canada. I mean, they, they stack up these figures. Mm. They were red hot favourites. England were 2 0 up in 13 minutes. Jo- Jody Taylor and Lucy Bronze, I think, got the second goal. And uh, it was wonderful, wasn't it, Laura? What an experience. Uh, mm. What an experience that was. You, and yeah. you, you lost the goalkeeper as well, didn't you? you uh, she had to go off injured, I think, in that game. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. Just, I mean, I can't recall, but it was over 20,000, wasn't it? Packed. Mm. I think we had maybe just friends and family in the tiniest part of the ground. It really felt hostile. It felt like everything was against us. Um, and I always, we always joke about when we see Jill Scott, how like she must have tried to keep it in the corner for the last 15, 20 minutes. We're like, we still, we still got to play football. You can't keep it. But she remembers just getting bu- booed, just getting abuse, you know, when she, because I think she ended up playing right wing or right mid in that game, if I recall properly. And she was like, I've not got a clue what I'm doing out here. I'm just trying to hold on to the ball as long as possible. But it was, it was kind of like us as a small nation, as a kind of, small team just fighting against everyone else and especially there's nothing sweeter is there than beating the home nation in a knockout game like that was I don't know we after that game you really sense I think we were building belief weren't we and confidence we knew we had a lot of exceptional talent but when you get the results and the performance and you do it with everyone against you, you yeah you just grow and, and you feel a million dollars 
Let and me then, ask uh, you. Oh, sorry, yeah. Jonathan. Go on. Go, I'm just going to. I just got up and down. Who? 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 Yes, I want to be ACY. Check it. Uh, let me just ask you a really, really silly punter question quickly, and then Jonathan can continue with the with the. the adult stuff. <laughs> oh no! Right. No, I just wonder what the girls are like in the hotels and stuff. So, are you imagine the lads playing cards at, at, at tournaments and just being silly and pushing each other in the pool? You know, what what do the girls do? What are they, what would you go up to you lot? Is it just uh, as cards and the silliness as the boys? Or yeah, yeah. To be honest, I think I think I think that's the, it's what's so unique about a football environment. Like you just don't grow up. I feel no. like when you leave each other, when you leave the training ground, or like especially in tournament, you're in such a bubble. I don't know. You just regress back to being a kid, like a right. teenager, stupid. Like I don't know some of the things you do and say. And then actually, when you leave that, you're like right. I'm actually an adult, like I have a mortgage <laughs> and I can be a responsible adult. You know, Kate Chapman was a parent and a mother, but it actually, you know, when you, you part, when you're with each other, but yeah, just normal coffee clubs. I think we used to like love watching Love Island and just, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but I think what that's one thing that the England team did very well. I think with each tournament learn and there was like, I think uh, Alicia Tang from who's the physio, wanted the, the physio and recovery, recovery room as much as like a real social. So she'd have like um, game, board games, um, interacting colouring pads, like anything just to engage, switch off. Um, yeah, just the normal computer Kla-punk. game. Kla-punk. What was it? What was that game we played with the straws? Yeah, yeah. Do you have a Kaplunk? Oh, yeah, Kaplunk. <laughs> <laughs> the marbles. Anyway, go on. Ask the serious questions now, Joe. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I'll get on to, I'll get on to that Japan game in a minute. All oh, nightmare. But anyway, I'll get on to that in a minute. What, what, what staggered me, and this was completely different from any men's uh, tournament I'd done up to that point, and I'd done a fair few, was that we'd be walking around. Say, for example, Vancouver. There was this square in Vancouver, Terry, near the hotels, but it was um, down uh, near the, on the seafront. And... Uh, the Americans had this big TV studio built at the end of the square. And uh, Kelly Smith, who's, in my opinion, the, with all due respect to the Lionesses now, was the best player women's football's ever produced in this country. Anyway, she, she was working for the Americans, I think, the television. And I used to see the Lionesses go into the square and sit down, just for a cup of coffee, watching Kelly on the studio. <laughs> and, we, and I was with Sue Smith, and she stopped to natter with one or two of the England players. So, for example, if she was nattering to Laura Bassett, she'd be there for about 17 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just stand there thinking... Well, I'm just not going to get a word in edgeways here, but uh, you know, but it was it was unbelievably relaxed, wasn't it? You were just—I'd never seen that before. It was just like no. these are England players. I again, a big hat tip to to both Mark and Adam again for that. Like we really spoke about and wanted to we we used the word switch on and switch off. So when we were switching on, it was like the most serious, dedicated professionals you'd ever known. We was fully engaged in team meetings, in tactical in game plan on the pitch it was you know super competitive but then when we were switching off it was very much you were encouraged wear your own clothes get out of the uniform you know because previous to that it was like we were all in England tracksuit and it's sometimes it's a it's don't get me wrong it's a privilege it's an honor but it's a heavy thing to burden all the time you've got to be perfect when you know we're just not not perfect but we all knew how to behave we were trusted you're adults go and switch off Go and, you know, go and talk to people. You're humans. Go and engage. Go and do what, you know, fills your soul back up, fills you. Because you need to come, when we need to come back into the environment, 
you need to be at it. You need to give the best of you. And I think that, again, with Mark and Adam, I think they that was the first time, really, that we were encouraged. Go, switch off, be who you are, be authentic to yourself, and then come back, and then we'll have the best version of everyone and their own different, you know, how, how individualities, really. Stand down, Corporal, stand down. On, on that standing down, Corporal, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back, and uh, Jonathan's gagging to continue the stories with you, Laura. <laughs> Welcome back to JPNT, the football friendly. Laura Bassett is with us, former hey. Lioness, although they weren't really called the Lionesses at that time, nationally, publicly, like they are now. We're going to move on, take it up to date in a couple of minutes' time, but we've reached the semi final in Edmonton. It was such a dreary place at the time. We called it Deadmonton. Anyway, so we were there, and uh, there's a girl called, very good player called Miami. Miami, she scored from the penalty spot, and. Um, and then England, Farrell Williams scored from the penalty spot, I seem to remember. And it went on, Terry, and we were in the commentary position, Sue Smith and myself. And he goes, and we're in, into stoppage time. And, and they, it was a through ball comes into the England penalty area. And poor old Laura stuck out her foot and it looped up. And it went so slowly. I remember it as if it was yesterday. It went so slowly in my eye and over the goalkeeper, own goal and England were out. And what, can you remember it to this day? Or will you ever forget it? No, 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 no. I don't think I'll ever, I'll ever, I, I've never watched that game back in its entirety. Um, yeah, it's never, well, it's never posed any interest to me because it's, mm -hmm. yeah, I just can't. Um, I just remember on, on that moment, you know, you just, like it was the last few moments of the game, wasn't it? And you just, we're just trying to stay in. I think everybody, players, ref officials, everyone in the ground thought it was just going to extra time. And I don't know, I just, in that moment, you just do whatever you can. Mm. You're just thinking, well, you're not really thinking, it's just off instinct and, yeah, sticking my leg out. And I just remember after that moment, I don't know, just because I, I think there was a, a little moment where we didn't know if it crossed the line. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Span yeah. back, didn't it? It was a bit of a spin back on the ball, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember my chest, and I'd never really experienced it before, but just like tighten as though I couldn't breathe, as though, you know, oh, the realisation yeah. of what had happened. Um yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was total yeah. freak though. It's a freak. I mean, let, let's put it the other way. If it was at the other end, right? Would you be trying to claim that? You wouldn't, would you? You know, if you put it in their goal, you wouldn't be trying to claim it. Would go right there. I was trying to get you out of it, Laura. No, she would. I was trying to get you out of it. I was going to give you a little argument for the rest of your life. Now, go well. If it'd been at the other end, you know, I wouldn't have tried to claim it. She, no. Yes, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she would. Anyway, definitely, one hundred percent. So there, you were out. You'd have beat. You'd have beat. Uh, you were the better team that day, and you'd. Have, I don't. Not, not too sure whether you'd have beaten this USA. Is Japan, they were, wasn't it? This is Japan. Yeah, it's Japan. It? Yeah. Well, they went yeah. to the final in, in Vancouver, and they were absolutely smashed by the USA, and they were the best team. They were the best team in it, in my opinion. I think England would have run them very, very close, much closer than Japan. Anyway. There you go. You got your bronze, and you come home, and then and then Captain England against Portugal in the last game you played in Euros, um, and that was another semi-final heartache. But let's move it forward to the Lionesses of uh, last year. What a wonderful thing for English football! What a yeah. wonderful thing! It's just it's just like a fairy tale, isn't it? It's like mm. a dream, and I just think that you know I look at it: players, uh, people at the FA, people at the clubs. Everyone's been walk, working so hard and been talking about it. That's the dream. That's the dream. And then for it to final, finally happen on 
home soil in front of, you know, just packed out sellout crowds, everyone being engaged and engrossed in it and just caught off um, from the very first moment, like any other tournament. Um, yeah, it's just, it was really, really special. I only managed to get to the first game at Old Trafford, um, but just sitting there with the sellout and I was just like, yeah, this is the, that moment for me was just like, it's changed. It's, it's gone beyond belief and, um, yeah, and I don't even feel like I've been retired that long, but it's just, yeah, accelerated. But it must, be, it must be brilliant for you and all the other girls and all the previous ladies that have played and, and built this built this history up. I mean, you're part of that. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you didn't play that day, but you're part of that. I mean, that must be a, a thrilling thing to be a part of. Yeah, I just think you just feel warm inside. You just yeah. feel like, you know... You pioneers. Played, yeah, you played your part. It's brilliant that now the FA have got legacy numbers. So, you know, that's a real bit. I think a lot of other sports do that. But finally, you know, we've got them. And I know that a lot of old Lionesses have been, you know, encouraged to go back and meet the new Lionesses because you've got to remember that, you know, even years and years before when I played, you know, just built, you know, bringing the two together in a mo at St. George's Park is very special for, um, you know, some of the older players that maybe haven't had not, you know, haven't had a conversation with Leah Williamson or whoever. Um, so, yeah, the legacy number really kind of, you know, puts your mark in the sand in terms of like, look, that's who I was. That's my stamping time. And that, mm. that's what I did. And, and that's how I contributed. So I haven't got mine yet. I need to go and collect it or hopefully they send it in the post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere. I've got my number. <laughs> Phil, Phil Neville played a big part in that, didn't he? In that, in that um he said, I want St. George's for the England women to have uh, priority over the men, uh, even if they were there at the same time in that build-up. And um, for World Cup 19, that was. And also the flights. Like I, he, he, he wanted to make sure the England women, Terry, had decent flights. You know, you weren't in sort of cattle class at the back of the plane, were you? He, I think he, he, he changed a lot of that. Yeah, and, and again, it's sometimes, you know, I think it's a mindset. You know, JP, for so long, for so many years, people had been trying to make steps, steps forward, little steps, big steps, whatever they were, just trying to improve the conditions, like improve the pay, improve the resources. And you fight, you fight, you fight for so long that actually, you know, you need someone with a breath of fresh air that actually knows what other professional teams get, the men get, to... That, to kind of just say, hold on, these people have been working tirelessly, but it's still not right. You're still a million miles away. You know, sort the equality out. There's no reason, exactly like what you say, why you can't fly in the best possible conditions, why you can't fly and have your own plane to tournaments. You know, that's just that should be a prerequisite. It should be a given. So it just sometimes, you know, needs someone with a breath of fresh air just to come in and, like you say, credit, credit for, you know, playing his part and improving that. I worry... Ooh. About the World Cup coming up because Euro 17, that's six years ago, right? It's only six years ago. 16 players are gone from the 23, including Laura, who was there. Um, but let's go to Euro 21. Now, of that team, the Lionesses that won, we now know Leah Williamson isn't going to be yes. there. Beth Mead isn't going to be there. Ellen White's retired. Jill Scott's retired. Fran Kirby, don't know about her fitness. Demi Stokes wasn't involved in the last squad. Neither was Nikita Paris, neither was uh, Bethany England. How bad is that situation at the moment for you, Lloyd, especially the Williamson injury? 
yeah, it's really concerning, isn't it? Um, I think, you know, Aaliyah's statement on social media was just the credit to herself. You know, she's so mature, so well-rounded, um, but it's a huge loss, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. an absolutely huge loss. So I wish her all the best in recovery and kind of dealing with everything that's going to be thrown at her. But it, but again, especially with Millie Bright being out at the minute, I think she's still on crutches. So, you know, they're the heart and soul of this England team, along with Mary Earps. That's your, your triangle, your foundation in, on which everyone else can go and play with freedom and, and express themselves. Um, and the experience part, you've already, you know, hit on that and just ex explained that, JP, really well. Um, but I always think, you know, Although we haven't got the experience, you know those players will have that. It would have ex winning that winning the the Euros on home soil. That would have accelerated their experience and what they've been exposed to. Yes, I think in some aspects we had luck on our sides because I think you look at France and Germany. Everyone else had big, you know, Katoto, for example, springs to mind. France losing her so close to the tournament. So I think every every other nation had to deal with their woes and their injury worries. Um, but I just think those young players look how you know well. Lauren Hemp grew on the scene, Chloe Kelly, you know, Russo. Georgia Stanway, Russo too. And, you know, now it's kind of their time to go and shine. So as much as it is devastating, it will leave a big hole. I think that the players now that we produce aren't scared in those moments. You've got the winner's medal to back it up. So you've got something. Whereas that's where I feel our era, we were always searching for, weren't we? That just, we believed and we, but did, we didn't really have nothing to show for it. They've already crossed that hurdle. So I just think you have to look at it like it's someone else's time to sh step up, shine, deliver. Um, but yeah, it's certainly, in, and especially the way Serena Wiegmann managed that Euros, you know, it was very stable, very kind of consistent. We knew what the subs that were going to come on, make it, and it worked. Mm. But now we kind of, you know, have to go down a different route and have to look at different things and different connections. Some of these young oh. girls coming through, though, must be, uh, you know, it could be seen, let's flip it over, exciting prospects coming in. You know, exactly. So we could go that way with it, can't we? Yeah, Instead for sure. Of, you know, who, who do you think, who's a little starlet that you think is coming through? Uh, oh, I mean... Um, I, you know, I don't want to put you on the, under pressure here. Yeah, I mean, it's different, isn't it? Um, I mean, we have to talk about Lauren James, but I think mm. anyone in the women's game that follow, you know, she's not she's not a surprise. She's playing in the Champions League now. So, But what I mean is she could be the difference what teams mm. won't expect from... There you that's go. How that's what I'm looking for. Oh. Yeah, that yeah, that <laughs> game changer. The game changer, the one that could turn it. Alessia, Alessia Russo, startling talent. I mean, she plays for she plays for your mark at Manchester United. She's a startling talent, isn't she? She's going to have weight, going to have the weight of the world on her shoulders, Laura. How's she going to deal with that mentally? Yeah, exactly, and that's what I mean. You know, now your role maybe in in the Euros will be different to in the World Cup. So it's how you adapt and change to that. But yeah, I think you're right. I think especially Alessia Russo. You know, she'll get the nod. You know, Ellen, like you say, now Ellen White's retired, and, and Ella Toon. You know, they'll they'll maybe be starting instead of coming into games. It's a different mindset. It's a different pressure. Um, but I think they're paid. Look, these these girls, especially because our league is so competitive, they're playing pressure games every mm. single week. You yeah, have they're to, all. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's tight. Finals. So it, it just comes with the territory now. They're playing for big clubs, big big game moments. Um, but the other thing is the likes of Chloe and all that are going to be fired up, aren't they? I mean, they're still going to be on on a on a, 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 a an upward trajectory, aren't they? After you know, Chloe yeah, Kelly, I'm talking about. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> Look yeah, at me, Chloe. yeah, I mean, yeah, Chloe, Chloe. 
<laughs> I covered the game last night, Man City, West Ham, and yeah. Chloe Kelly was outstanding. Yeah. Two goals that she scored, got an assist. Um, yeah, she's playing with a real swag. Of she's on her pump, isn't she? I mean, she's yeah. really, yeah. And it's and it's carried on since... The, since. And again, her, her role in the Euros is very different to how it could be with Beth Mead being out. You know, she right. was the star, wasn't she? Yeah. The Euros. Yeah. You know, it could be Chloe Kelly right from the start, from the World Cup. So, like you say, unfortunately, when injuries happen in football but it's also someone else's time to shine and step up and take that spot that's an interesting thing not being the super sub as well you know coming on and starting the games you know and then you are now you're the you're the kingpin there aren't you or queenpin should we say you know so it, that's an interesting but like you say if she's playing in pressure games week in week out in the, in the league it's just going to be a she'll have a big big fat cigar <laughs> she'll, 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 she'll fingers like, crossed fingers crossed hmm, no problem no problem come on Chloe they, 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 they got some terrific players in Manchester City haven't they I think uh, Hemp's going to be really important for England this summer Laura and of course we've got to talk about the table at the top of the WSL Manchester United 44 points Manchester City 41 Chelsea 40. Chelsea 40 they've got a couple of games in hand I think Arsenal might be out of it they've got horrible injuries they're still go, going on well, let's talk about that Champions League. Chelsea in a two games in hand as well, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but Arsenal with all their problems—no Miedemar, no Kim Little, uh, and no um, no uh, Beth Mead—and uh, let's yeah, let's talk about that now. That's a wonderful result for them in the Champions League, the two-two in Wolfsburg, the first leg, Laura. Yeah, I had the I haven't I didn't watch the game because I was I was getting ready to go and go out and go out the door and work, so I need to catch up on that. But yes, yeah, so I was just getting the notifications on my phone. But like you say, when they, they go two 0 down, don't they? And you're just thinking away at Wolfsburg, that's tough. Um, you know, another goal probably would have put them a little bit out of reach because it's really. Didn't they go hard. out last time to them as well? Oh my yeah, god, yeah, 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 no, yeah. But but like you say, the resilience, the tenacity, um, you know, to bring it back to two two. It feels like they've got something in in them, haven't they? They don't yeah. they just don't have a never say die attitude. And like you say, having to shuffle the pack, I think he he shuffled the pack. Jonas Eideval, I think if you watch his games, he likes to. Well, like you, you can look at it. He's he's changing the the tactics, the formation, but also he's having to do that with the next player that goes down injured or you know suspended or whatever that is. But they're finding a way. Um, and sometimes if you know, sometimes what happens in teams, if you know you maybe you can't rely on that superstar to come off the bench, everybody on the pitch has to give that extra 5%. And sometimes that works out for you. It's a strange feeling where you, you know, if you know you've got three or four centre forwards on the pitch and they can come and deliver if it's not quite going well for you, you you, you kind of rest on your laurels a little bit. But no, huge credit. And um, I think Emirates next week on the on the first of May, I think it sold 45,000 or something yeah, already. Yeah, that went really quick as well. Those, yeah, those tickets really quick. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's brilliant. And also, they, just going on about the Wolves-Perth game there, they scored right on the half, which would have been great, wouldn't it? Because they're 2-0 down, get that goal and, and then come straight out. And then, of course, it's 69 minutes, boom. So... And I, I, I hope they do. It. Sorry, I hope Kevin. they do it. I hope they do it for Kim Little because she's one of my favourite players. Has been over the years, and she's injured. Horrible for her. And for Manchester United, you're not supposed to have favourites as a commentator. But oh, you know, you know, you know, you know. I like I like Katie Zellum in the Manchester United midfield. She's a clever player. She comes from football. Her, her dad and her uncle played, but um, she comes from football. She's a very good player. Very very talented footballer, and also she's got. The very, very best eyelashes in the game. <laughs> she's got astonishing. I look when I'm, I'm thinking, 
They are astonishing, those eyelashes. They are, they are about six inches they come out. They're astonishing, Laura, aren't they? But yeah, you have to they say. are. I'll have, to, I'll have to get you the name and number of a lash technician, JP. <laughs> and next, <laughs> next episode, I want to see you. <laughs> that would be yeah. funny. The BBC will have to send me to do an interview with Katie Zellem and I'll yeah, be all lashed yeah. up. No, I'll get them for my daughter. I'll get, she sticks them on. <laughs> Been on the lash. Oh, but no, I think Katie Zellan would tell you that herself. I think she's so down to earth, can laugh at herself. But I think what I, I think you're right. What she gives to this Man United team is is something really special. I think um, one thing that she does do that's maybe going out of the game: communicate, communicate to each other, solve problems. You know, raise the tempo when needed, calm when. And it's something that um, I think. Uh, and there was a documentary re- recently, and Paul Konchesky was saying in the women's game. There's just no chat, no communication, and maybe that's a maybe that's modern day football. I'm I'm not too sure, but you know. Whereas you look back in my era, there were so many of us with big mouths. You couldn't shut us up, was you? You normally get two, three, four a, a team. Whereas now, you know, that's dwindling. But just communication, just keeping each other engaged, concentrated. Yeah, on the pitch. Yeah. All right, yeah. that's interesting. You th- maybe in the dressing room, people might be a bit quiet, but on the pitch, you thought. Oh, I find that strange, actually. Yeah, yeah. Maybe put it's just a well. sense you girls have, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> She'll put a foot in as well, Katie Zellum. I remember saying, I remember Phil Neville talking about uh, Jade Moore. Uh, he brought her back in, didn't, didn't he? And I remember Mark Sampson talking about Jade Moore and Joe Potter being really crucial because, you know, you had your, you had your um, Farrell Williams and you had your Karen Carnies, but you needed someone in midfield to put your foot in. And I, I think as the game develops, the women's game, you've got to remember the basics. You know, yes, the superstardom is now coming along. Um, and I don't like one or two things that are creeping in now, more descent, just a little bit of simulations coming in. But um, you've got to have those basics. You've got to have those players who put a foot in. I think Katie Zellum does that for them. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. And, you know, in order to feed these star players technical level, you need to win back the ball. And it's that, you know, the, the, the like you say, the basics, first ball, second ball, heading, the compa- combativeness in midfield. Um, but, yeah, we can't go away. There's there's always a room for room in the team for players like that. Do you think the game's getting stronger as well with the girls? You know, uh, I mean, physically, do you think girls are getting more powerful? I know that sounds ridiculous, but, you know, like, I've always said this, the difference I always find with girls, you ladies, is that, you know, when, when fellas, can, they come steaming down the wing and then they rocket a ball across. Are you finding that that, that kind of pass? Because that's what I like about the girls' football is it's there's a much more interplay very quickly than the men's football, you know? And I wondered, because we asked Paul, um, not Paul, um, but a uh, beard, uh, Mark Beard, didn't we? Yeah, um, no, that's his brother, Matt. Matt, beard. Matt, Matt. I know his brother, Mark. Sorry. Anyway, and we were saying that to about Matt, and he felt that the strength of the girls are getting bigger and stronger now. You know, and 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 that must make a massive difference. Like I said, you know that we're. Do, do, do you see where I'm coming from? A lady that's played football. Do you do you agree? Yeah, with or... yeah, yeah, definitely. I think when we first started out, in in terms of. When I was playing for England, it was very much Dawn Scott, who was a sports scientist, trying to get us down to EIS, which is the English Institute of Sport, twice a week, trying to get us some strength and conditioning. Mm. And it wasn't only about, you know, getting fitter, leaner, stronger. It was about injury prevention. It was about, you know, having good biomechanics and moving your body better. But now these girls are in clubs from... You know, they could be in ETCs and being identified and they could be on it if they're involved with England. You know, they could be doing 
you know, I'm not saying strength down the gym, lifting weights, but they could be doing some good, real good quality body movements mm -hmm. from eight years old, right, which is right. great. You think, and then at the right stage with when your body's changing, we, we still have so much to learn about uh, the female body and everything that, you know, maturation and everything that goes through that. But if we're still making the right body changes and in the right moments when you're maturing, yeah, yeah, there's so much room for growth in strength and, and that can only take onto the pitch then. And let me ask you a stupid question now. You've put me onto somewhere else now. What is, you said about girls there, men. Is there a new different... Of course, I'm gonna, this is a really stupid question, but I'm going to ask it because you might go... <laughs> you no, daughters all? <laughs> no, I've only got a son, but that, that's what I'm saying. What, nutritional values and stuff. Yeah. Is, that, is it a different thing for the girls to the boys then? Yeah, I think say? if you look at like, look, you know, going, like I say, going through your adolescence, going for females, you've got the menstrual cycle. Of course, yeah, yeah. Different hormones level, um, different estrogen at different, you know, this is the level of detail that they mm. go, they're going in. What, what foods to eat at the right start of your cycle and at the end. Wow. Wow. what you know what strength training is it strength yeah. or power like this is the detail that we're going into and, and rightly so because mm. you know i think we were just you know back 10 even 10 years which isn't that long ago but we were just getting any kind of research or any kind of medical suggestion or any kind of training suggestion from the male game but right. You, right. you're training completely two different completely different mm. bodies so now I think we, you know, we're, we're fighting for more research, for more funding into, you know, injury prevention and, and why things are happening. But yeah, you have to look at. Brilliant. It wasn't um, a stupid question for no, once. But even for things once. Like, like sports bras, you know, I just think, you know, having the yeah. education around that, like you have to look after your body mm. um, and just having the education and like you say, the nutrition's huge. Um, yeah, yeah what's a stupid question? Very, very. I'm impressed, actually, Terry. Well, you know what, though, on that, and I don't want to go down. Don't, this is not coming from a man now. This is just in, interesting. Before, because I'm going to talk about boobs now. Of course, getting a because my wife would go, God, you you just bust me right in the boob, and I know that must obviously hurt like boys getting kicked in the nuts, right? So it, you're talking about sports bras. Are there special like? Is it like you know, a protection there? Shall we say? Yeah, no, I just think I just think for the stability, for the, stability, yeah, for the right. tissue, you have to protect. That's yourself. what I'm getting at because it's yeah, for, yeah. For the tissue, um, but also, but look, when you get whacked with a ball, it's going to hurt wherever, isn't it? Like so, that, yeah, there's but if no someone gives you, is, is there a thing? Is there a thing like little cheating things in men's football? You might give someone a bash somewhere and you can't see it. Do girls ever give a little bang in the boob? Do they go like, have that? Go on, <laughs> have that. I know it hurts. Camille Abelywood. <laughs> Abilene yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, she would. Exactly. No, she just went straight for your eyeball. It's, it, it, Phil Neville said to me that one of the one of the one of the strangest things he he found he was unaware of when he took the game when he when he took the job was the you know the the menstruation thing the cycle. He obviously knew about it, but he was unaware of the implications of it as being a manager, and that was an eye opener to him. And when I was when I was commenting when I first started commentating on the women in twenty thirteen. You know, there was there. It was the M word. You know, you didn't mention it. Really? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. And the, the other thing was, well, you wouldn't um, do it in a commentary, I suppose. But no, um, you might say you might be more aware. No, but you might be more aware of it, so you might allude to it in a different way. Right, if right. a player's injured, you might, you know, uh, say why she was missing or whatever. Anyway, the other thing was, um, I remember an FA person saying to me, "Don't mention the sexuality." Don't mention so and so's uh, got a relationship with so and so, and I and I said at the time, why would I do that? Mm. I don't I don't I don't mention a 
a you know player who plays for Everton Men's Football Club who he's going out with. Why mm. would I do that? Mm. And then about four or five years later, oh, you can do that now. We're quite happy for that to come out that some of the you know so and so's you know, and it was known in the game. It's, fans know it, players know it. Who's who's got a relationship with so and so? And again, I said, why would I do that now? Mm. What, why would I do that now? What, what's the point in that? It's just I don't know why they wanted me to do it and they didn't want me to do it. It's, it's no one else's business. But it just shows you the way that I think the FA and the media is coming to terms with the differences in women's football and is more um, open about it all. I don't know yeah. if you agree, Laura. No, I do. I do. And, and, and that's the thing. You know, for so many years, we've been saying women's football is different to men's football. And we don't just mean in terms of the pace or the, you know, it's a fact that men can run quicker than females. So they're going to play football at a, at, at a quicker pace than, than females. You know, it's it's about the whole game. It's about the fans, the demographics of the fans. It's about the inclusivity. Like you say, play, players now, JP, have platforms. Social media has talked sport and, and football into a different realm. So if that's something that they want to be vocal about on their platform, they've got every right to do yeah. it. And that's brilliant. And that's if that engages with a fan and, and they feel included and they feel represented, then brilliant. But like you say, I think I think players now have a platform to grow and to really engage and, and grow the game and, and develop it into modern day society and how we live now on their own platform. Let's let's go let's go back to the WSL table because it is it's absolutely intriguing, isn't it? Um I'm desperately trying to find it here on my on my thing. Here. Oh no, that's, I've got, I've got the wrong thing. I've got it. I've Manchester got it. United forty four. Man City 41, Chelsea 40, Arsenal 38. Um, do, does he bring it home, Laura? Does he bring, does Mark bring it back into the house? Is the, 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 the joys and the problems of being a WSL manager? No, I must say he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Um, and also, as soon as he walks through the door, Sadie is just all over. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a moment. And so that is just brilliant. I think that that's when we were talking earlier about switching on, switching off. I think he needs that. I think she's great for him. She doesn't care. She has not got a clue. You know, I'm I'm more a bit like, how's your day been, blah, blah, blah. He hasn't got time to answer that. He's just like straight into bath time. He takes her to bed most nights, story time. Yeah. So, um, but no, it's just exciting, isn't it? For him, I think for, um, I think, they're ahead of schedule. I mean, to, to reach the FA Cup final, to make history, that's as a new club. You know, that's exactly what you've got to keep pushing for, making history. I mean, the fact that the men's, the Manchester United men and women are in the in the fine FA Cup final, I think is the, if you would have said that to, to Manchester United, the club and the fans, they would have snapped your hand off, wouldn't they, at yeah, the start yeah, of the season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just brilliant. But no, he's he's pretty good. That's my nan's does name. Sadie talk, does nan's she name. talk as much as you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, God help, <laughs> God, God help Mark. I know, exactly. That's... <laughs> Sade, Sade, she called it, didn't she? Sadie. <laughs> when we uh, when we do a commentary together, Terry, she uh, Laura has a go back at me. She, if I take the mic, she has a go back at me, which is absolutely fantastic. I really enjoy it. Well, I love it. Yeah, well, maybe I should take <laughs> a leaf laugh. Out. I should have taken a leaf out of that book then, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the Laura, we've run... I do one thing to say before we go. One oh, thing to say before we go. Every time I, I try and wrap I it up, he goes, "Stop." He's the professional. I'm not. I left Crystal Palace. We started this talking about the weekend, so. Yes, yes. Crystal yes. Palace against Everton. Yes. I went back to my car in the car park. Yeah. And there were kids playing football in the car park. Yeah, they do. There's a little thing over there, isn't there? Yep. Yeah, there's the kids playing football in the car park. They're all girls. Brilliant. All girls. 
And that, to me, shows how much it's developed. Just that little thing. Yeah. You know, I watched it for about, because I can't walk past any football without watching it. Mm. And they were kicking the ball around. And I thought, just that little thing encapsulates how, how far it's come. And, and Laura Bassett played a long... You, you mentioned the pioneers earlier on, and she was a pioneer. Yeah. She was absolutely... It is wonderful to see it. It's my, my, my son's football club, there's equally as many girls' teams as there are boys' teams. And if if you've got anyone great, anyone tuning in to, anyone tuning in today to the podcast, shooting if you've got, in. If God, you've what got century a, are you in? What's this? Nineteen forty. If you're if tuning you, in if, on the wireless, if you've got a spare month or two, if you've got a spare month or two or three, sit down with Laura Bassett and she'll tell you all about the pioneer days. But you'd have to have a spare month or three, yeah. and you won't speak much in the conversation. I tell you. <laughs> well done, well done. Well, Thanks for coming on, Laura. Oh, no, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Don't forget, kids, you can get us on Twitter. We've got four million followers. We haven't we haven't even got a blue tick, but no one has any more. What's, what's no, a blue tick? I don't no, even know when, what that when is. You, when you, if you were someone, you could get a blue tick. But now Elon Musk, uh, old uh, Tony Stark, he's, uh, he's turned around and gone, no, he's got rid of them, and you can pay for them, eight quid. So anyone can be famous now. <laughs> Anyway, you can get us at JPNT Football. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, the, the figures are growing. Can you believe this show's getting bigger and bigger? And it's going to wow. get even bigger this week with the wonderful Laura Bassett on the show. Well done. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again. JPNT, the football friendly. Wow! Oh, and Paul's been there the whole time. He's let me run the whole show. Wow. Are you going to come back in now, Paul? Do I have to add you to the stream? Here he is. Here he is. Hey. hey. Recording. End recording. Did you know you can join the same podcast network trusted by superstars like Mark Marin and Anna Ferris? That's right. If you want to join the best of the best in podcasting, join or switch your podcast to Acast in just a matter of minutes. We've got the best tools to create, grow, and make money from your show. And that's why more than 92,000 shows love Acast. Join Acast with a three-month free trial to our paid plan using the code JOIN. Just visit go.acast.com slash join. Acast, we're the home of podcasting. Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.